Happy Halloween, everybody. Before the theme song gets started up here, I wanted to bring to your attention a couple non-Cadavercast podcasts that I appeared on in celebration of Halloween this year. First up, I was privileged enough to guest host the October 24th, 2017 episode of the Countdown Movies and TV Reviews podcast, which is another member of the Word Salad Network. Though notably not a family-friendly show in any way like we are, The Countdown is one of my absolute favorite podcasts, and it was a ton of fun to be a part of that. Uh, On that episode, Paul, Wayne, and I counted down our top ten creature features, and in the course of doing so, I regaled Paul and Wayne with the story of how I proposed to Alistair's mother, and also Paul and Wayne fought for my amusement, which was, frankly, the number one thing I hoped to get out of appearing on The Countdown. You can also hear me on the Halloween episode of Quote Unquote Guilty, along with my good friend Tyler Pistorius, who I co-host the Word Salad Patreon-exclusive podcast Cinemuck with, so for those of you who are patrons, you should know Tyler by now. And the two of us join Joe on Quote Unquote Guilty to discuss the very sadly off-maligned Halloween 3 Season of the Witch from 1982. And yes, that is the one Halloween sequel without Michael Myers. So you'll find links to both those shows in the episode notes. Make sure to check them out for more Halloween goodness. And with that, let's get on with the show. Happy Halloween, critters and creeps. Welcome to another episode of Cadavercast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. We're coming to you from Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. The topic today is Monster Squad. Yes, sir. We're doing Monster Squad, and we haven't done an episode on Monster Squad, have we? Yeah. We did. Where is it, then? We're doing another one, because the last one sounded like a phone call. Yeah, the sound was all messed up. It's our one lost episode. We've re-recorded a couple because of sound issues, but when we went to do Monster Squad, uh, more specifically when I went to edit it, I found that the audio was all messed up and we didn't have time to re-record. So we had to shift the whole schedule around. And Monster Squad was intended to be last year's Halloween episode, and we just had to push everything up. Yeah, to the next Halloween episode. Yeah, so we said, you know what, let's let's just wait. We'll record it again, 2017, if we're still going. And here we are. Here. So this is 1987's The Monster Squad, directed by Fred Decker, written by Shane Black and Fred Decker, who are, by the way, writing the new Predator movie. Fred Decker, I have had the pleasure of meeting a couple times, two or three times now. He's been here in Chicago at a couple events, one time showing Night of the Creeps, another time showing Monster Squad, and then another time out at the McHenry Drive-In showing Monster Squad there. So I've met him a few times, and Al has a signed Monster Squad photo on his wall. Yeah. 
Was it signed by him? Yeah, signed by Fred Decker. Pretty cool stuff. And this is a movie that I grew up on. Like, when I say that, I mean, this was one of my absolute favorite movies when I was a kid. Because it's got all the monsters in it. Yeah, it's got the Wolfman, it's got Gilman, it's got Dracula, it's got Frankenstein, it's got everything. Yeah, the mummy. The mummy, yeah, yeah. And Brides of Dracula. Was Monster Squad the first one? The first Mon- one what? The first one of Dracula, because Dracula turned the ladies into the Draculas in that movie. Like, into brides in the movie? Yeah. Is this the first one? Well, this, Alistair, is not the first Dracula movie. It's actually a, I guess, a throwback, if you will, which means that it's sort of an homage to the previous Dracula movies. It's that honoring means, them. It's what, what do you think that means? That probably means that it's like a, a other beginning of Dracula. Oh, like a reboot kind of a thing? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Sure. Yeah, because it has all of the same elements in there. The movie opens in Dracula's crypt, right, underground. And what do we see there? Armadillos. Yeah, like in the Bela Lugosi Dracula, where they had spooky armadillos somehow, right? So we had armadillos, we had spiders, all clear references to the Bela Lugosi Dracula, right? This is really a combined universal monster experience. Yeah, like it has some of the Bela Lugosi's parts into its part, but they're not the same movies because that movie doesn't have other monsters and that movie doesn't have kids fighting it. That's true. So they're kind of different. They're very different. Yeah, this is this was made much later than the Universal stuff you've watched, like anywhere from 55 to 30 years later, depending on the particular Universal movie. This is actually... An homage to those ones, which means that it's celebrating those earlier ones, right? It's doing things to say, we loved those old ones. Let's try to recapture some of that magic. Let's reference some of the stuff that we loved from those original movies. You know, like the armadillos. As silly as the armadillos were, bringing them in here is a sign of affection for that movie. And so this is that monster mashup kind of a thing that they used to do in the Universal movies with, like, House of Frankenstein, Frankenstein meets the Wolfman, right? Just done again, but in the 1980s. And, of course, it predates uh, Van Helsing with Hugh Jackman. It predates the Universal Dark Universe thing and uh, does it all quite masterfully well, much better than I would say Van Helsing does it, (laughs) though I know Wayne of... Our sister podcast, The Countdown Movies and TV Reviews podcast, does really love Van Helsing. I don't think it works nearly as well as Monster Squad, at the very least. I think Monster Squad is one of the best monsters. It's perfect? Would you say it's perfect? Yeah. I could go on and on about how many times I've watched Monster Squad, where I remember watching Monster Squad. Saw it in the drive-in, by the way. That was actually where I got your Fred Decker picture signed. Cool. Yeah. Do you remember what that picture says, by the way? What Fred Decker wrote to you? Watch out. No, no. It says, wash your nards. Alistair, wash your nards, Fred Decker. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Oh, yeah. Like, before you can start the movie, like, it's like this little thing that shows all the monsters was poster. When it shows the wolfman, it says, wolfman has nards. 
<laughs> yeah, Wolfman's got nards. That's, that's the, the line of the movie. Yeah, that's what one kid says. Yeah, that's the line when, everybody remembers. When, like, he kicks the Wolfman, then he says, Wolfman has nards. <laughs> yeah. That he does, man. That's the line everybody remembers. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah and that's on the, the Blu-ray, the old, um, oh boy, let me see what year. This is the 2009 out-of-print 20th anniversary edition Blu-ray. So that has an animated menu screen that shows all of the monsters and stuff. And it's got like a newspaper exclusive. This just in Wolfman's got nards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's funny. (laughs) So why is this movie perfect? What do you why do you think this is perfect? Everybody's here to hear your thoughts on it, not mine. I really like the like every time they try to get the Wolfman. It's the wrong thing. And he gets, like, oh, you shot. mean when they're trying to kill the Wolfman? And he gets like shot, and then the guy's driving him. He comes back to life. Then he squeezes his face to the back of the seat. Whoa! And he's dead. Yeah, this is the one thing that Alistair remembers. Well, I mean, Al remembers this movie incredibly clearly. He hasn't. You haven't watched this movie since uh, you were four, right? Yeah, and, and I'm five now. And you remembered. Everything about it. You're going, oh, this is the scene where this happens. This is where this happens. Your memory is a steel trap, kid. It's crazy. <laughs> so, like, they put, like, a bomb inside his coat, and then they throwed him out the window, and he blew up before he hit that ground. Yeah. Blows up midair with dynamite in his pants. Hey, y'all. Kick oh. him in the nards? Doesn't stop him. Slow him down, maybe. Put a dynamite by his groin and blow him up? That'll stop him for a little bit, but really it's also just slowing him down. There's only one way to kill a werewolf. With something silver. Yeah, well in this movie, a silver bullet. They don't try anything else silver, so we don't know, but... Because, like, one of them says, is there any other way? And then they say, throw him out a window, blow him up, or something. Yeah, they predict that. that. That's an earlier part of the movie, they say. You know, well, you could throw him out, a, knock him out a window onto a bomb. And they're like, no, 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 it's only silver bullets. And then later in the movie, they actually try it and it doesn't work. Oh, yeah. The guy who said only silver bullets grabs a gun, has no bullets, put a silver bullet, shoot him. Gone. Yeah, that's all it takes. One silver bullet. Yeah, that's Rudy. Rudy, the cool kid. He's yeah. cool because he's in middle school and he wears a leather jacket. And he also smokes, which isn't cool. No. Nah. No. No, he thinks he's cool. He thinks, yeah, <laughs> that's a good way to put it. He thinks he's cool. And he loves But then he cool. starts smoking, but, and then we know he's not cool. Because he smokes. Yeah. What do you think's worse, smoking cigarettes or Dracula? <laughs> smoking cigarettes. <laughs> yeah, you think smoking cigarettes is worse than Dracula? <laughs> yeah, I mean, Dracula is... Make believe and cigarettes are real, so I can get behind that. Cigarettes are worse than Dracula. Okay. Can we stop talking about cigarettes, please? No, please. no. This is now the anti-cigarette <laughs> podcast. That's all we do now is talk about cigarettes. We're switching over entirely. Cadavercast no longer refers to the cadavers and monster movies, but the cadavers left behind by the epidemic of cigarette addiction. <laughs> no, no, no. Are you sure? No. I thought that's the direction we were headed. No. Oh, I thought this was our transitional episode. Oh, I guess we'll keep talking about monsters then. Yeah. 
So let's get back to this idea of this being a perfect movie. Why is it so perfect? So you said one thing is how they use the Wolfman, right? And how they keep trying to kill the Wolfman, but it never works. There's only the one thing that'll kill the Wolfman. So they play that really well. And I wouldn't disagree. I would say this movie is incredibly tight. It's near perfect, at least for me. Movies an hour, 22 minutes with credits. I mean, it is tight. It is as tight as the movie can possibly get. I like this, like, very, very good scene where they're killing the fish man. Like, one kid's outside. They won't let him inside the candy shop. He shoots the fish man. They come out. They say good job. Then he says his name. Because they didn't call Yeah, because they're calling him names. They're mean to him. They're bully kids, and they won't let him in. They're going to let him get eaten by the gill man. They're going to watch him get eaten rather than let him in. So what does he do? Shoots him, then go, and they go inside such a good job. He says his name. Horace. Horace. He says that because it's his name, and then shoots a... Well, he, like, cocks the shotgun. Yeah. My name's Horace. And that's a cool moment, right? Yeah. That's one of the coolest lines in the movie. Another one is when Rudy goes to fight the Brides of Dracula, which will not be repeated on the podcast because it does have... Language in it. Yeah, it's got a swear word in it. But it is my favorite line in the movie. It's my favorite moment in the movie because he's kind of the cool kid who's hanging around with the younger kids for his own older kid reasons. And this is the moment where he's like totally 100% committed to being a part of the monster squad. And basically, he's like, um, if you can imagine a swear word in this, there's the brides of Dracula walking up and the, the kids are freaking out and he gets a bow and he gets his... Uh, arrows and his wooden stakes and he starts walking towards them and they're Rudy where are you going and what does he say without swearing what does he say I'm in the club aren't I yeah oh that's so cool but it it of course has swearing in it the movie has quite a bit of swearing in it I guess I should turn to some parental guidance at this point really really quickly and then we'll get back to how perfect this movie is this movie is rated PG-13 parental guidance for children under the age of 13 definitely necessary especially nowadays It has swearing in it, Mm -hmm. and quite a bit of swearing, I should say. So it's definitely something that you're going to want to watch with your kids if you're going to watch it with them to say, don't say that word, don't repeat that. Uh, But there is also some really unfortunate, and this is where I would say it's not quite perfect. There are some incredibly dated homophobic insults thrown around. So that you definitely need to be able to explain to your kid why they shouldn't repeat that. So definitely look out for that. There's also some innuendo and some discussions of topics of an adult nature that Al not only didn't pick up on, he also turned to me during one of those scenes and was like, I have no idea what they're talking about right now. So that's good. It's over his head. Uh, It'll probably be over kids' heads, uh, other kids' heads as well. So uh, there's your parental guidance out of the way. Swearing, some homophobic slurs, and uh, some innuendo. There's also violence, obviously. Like, this movie doesn't mess around. People die in this movie. Uh, not in the most bloody fashion or anything, but they do die. No. It's not a kitty movie. It's not, you know, happy, friendly vampires or whatever. This is a funny part where Dracula, he's, like, walking down and, like, he's, like, hidden dudes. And he looks like he doesn't care. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The cops are attacking him from all sides, and he's just kind of punching them, throwing them off in different directions. Because mm-hmm. Dracula's really, really tough in this movie. He's actually, what's he trying to do in the movie? 
He's trying to take over the world. Yeah, he's trying to let monsters take over the world, and he's going to rule it all. Mm-hmm. And who can stop him? The Monster Squad. Yeah, this group of kids, those are the only people who can stop him. Because they're like, the only ones who believe. They call the army, but at the single end, after they fight the monsters, the army says, where are these monsters? Then the kid says that mommy was in my closet. <laughs> yeah. What does he say after uh, that? Mummy came in my house or something like that. But yeah, okay, so we're at the end of the movie already in usual cadaver cast fashion. <laughs> yep. Yep. Pretty pretty normal for us here. Oh boy. Yeah, yeah. It is normal because we did go to the end. Immediately. So what do you want to talk about? Should we get back into how the movie is great? Absolutely. Lay it on me. And our listeners, of course. Yeah, yeah. There's some parts at the beginning that I really, really, really like. Like uh, what? Uh, I like the one where, like, the kids are sitting at the guy's desk. The and, principal. Yeah. And, and they're they, and they're in trouble. It's important to note they they're in trouble. They got a spider with, with a human head. Uh-huh. And they say that the teacher looks like she has... A cat head. Uh-huh. Does she? Yeah. Yeah, she does look like she has a cat head, because we see her in the very next scene. Yeah, because she has, like, those, like, little buns on her head. Yeah, her yeah. hair's up in, like, kind of the swirls, like a like cat ears. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what else do you like? What else makes it so great? There's not much else, actually. I mean, <laughs> there's... I mean, you haven't even talked about the mommy. Yeah, you're right, you're right, you're right. You didn't even talk about the skeleton. Those are all things you liked a lot, I thought. The mommy is great. I like when they say that somebody stole the mummy. Oh, then... when the police are looking for the mummy in the beginning because the mummy's disappeared from the museum? And then the next scene, you see the mummy just walking in the grass towards somebody's house. Yeah, and then whose house is it? Part of the Monster Squad one. Eugene is his name. Eugene, yeah. He's the littlest of the boys. Is there like two girls? Because there's the bigger girl and the five-year-old girl. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Phoebe and then the older sister of the other character. Phoebe is the first one. Then the older girl is the second Yeah, she kind of joins them later, too. The Monster Squad gets considerably bigger as they go. Originally, how many people are in the Monster Squad? It's not even called the Monster Squad at first. It's the Monster Club. Mm -hmm. So how many people are there at first? There's like four. There's like there's three. Yeah, there's the three friends, Sean and then his friends, Horace. Who gets picked on by some bullies. Yeah, yeah. And there's the other kid. Why can't I remember his name? Hmm. It is escaping me at the moment. But uh, Sean's the leader. Right, and, he, yeah, and yeah. him and his two friends. Because he even started the thing. Yeah, he started the club, and they're the, they're the three members, and they let in somebody else. They call him. They they call this guy the scary German guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Later, yeah. later the scary German guy joins the club. Basically, right? He's part yeah. of their squad. Uh, but they let in Rudy, the 
cool older kid who thinks he's cool, but he's not cool because he smokes. And <laughs> we've been talking. <laughs> yeah. And that's when you said it was the smoking podcast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then later they let in Phoebe. Why did they let in Phoebe, though? Right? They don't want Phoebe in the club at first. But then she does something that they have to let her in because of. Like what? She brings somebody else to the club. Frankenstein? Yeah. She knows about monsters. Yeah, she knows enough to befriend a monster. And that's pretty good. I like that, like, the Frankenstein is looking at the older girl that comes in later, and he accidentally takes a picture. (laughs) Yeah, what is is the word he keeps saying? Bogus? Yeah. What does that even mean? Not cool. Bogus. Like, remember Bill and Ted? You had Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, and then Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey? Mm-hmm. And it's bogus because they get killed. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? And then they're ghosts. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So, we end up with Sean, oh. Horace, their friend whose name I can't remember. He had the shirt with the shark man with a flag on it. And then you had Rudy. You had Phoebe. And then That's... Frankenstein. Then scary German dude joins them. And uh, the one kid's older sister joins them. So, by the end. Oh, and Eugene. Don't forget Eugene. Yeah. who writes the letter to the army and who had a monster in his closet, the mummy. <laughs> yeah. We have nine people in the squad at the end. Like, we have the, like, four, five official members or whatever, but ultimately the squad is, like, nine people. That's pretty yeah. good. Yeah. Maybe even Sean's dad, you could maybe count him in there, too, because, you know, he helps blow up the wolfman. Yeah, yeah. And he, shoots, and he shoots Dracula out of the sky. I like when Frankenstein, like, throwed Dracula onto that spear. Yeah. That was cool. That is cool. How do you like Frankenstein in this? How do you like the monster? The Frankenstein monster is cool. That's it? No other thoughts on him? Um, Just he's cool? (laughs) And he's good in the movie. Okay. (laughs) What do you like about him? That he is a monster. Of I mean, obviously, we have a whole podcast about monsters, so yeah. that's good enough already. And that he's in the movie. Mm-hmm. I like the part where he says, Master is by Master wants kids dead. Oh, yeah, and that's when we realize like he's fully working with the monster squad because he's warning them. You know, he's using his connection to Dracula to try to protect the kids. That's one of, I think, the defining features of this Frankenstein monster, who, by the way, is played by Tom Noonan. His Frankenstein monster is a protector of the children. Yeah, because he's part of the squad. Uh-huh. I guess. Yeah, no, he is. He is. We When we see them walking away into the sunset later in the movie, after he has that really nice moment um, with the kids, but when we see him with... The kids walking into the sunset or whatever. I think that's like, that's our squad right there. That's the core group. And we see he's a part of them now. But do you remember what happens in the treehouse before they leave? What yeah, happens with the Frankenstein monster? Like, they give him the mask. What mask? The Frankenstein monster mask. Mm-hmm. It was the old Frankenstein monster Well, yeah, it's mask. a very traditional Frankenstein monster, the sort of flat top head, green skin. Yeah, yeah. And then he puts it back in, 
and says, scary. Yeah, but what is he talking about? What's scary? The mask. The mask and? His self. Yeah. Because he's suddenly very sad. Because he realizes that he's scary. That he's a monster. Mm-hmm. They call him Frankenstein after that. And I think that's a nice touch. They call him Frankenstein like most people call the Frankenstein monster Frankenstein. Yeah. But they have a good reason for it because he's their friend, not a monster. Yeah. And I think right. that moment's sad. There's a lot of sad stuff with Frankenstein in this. Yeah, you're right. And that's kind of why I like him so much. He gives the movie a lot of heart. You know, this movie isn't just about monsters and how cool or scary monsters can be. It's also a movie that has and th- sadness. And that shows a range of emotions that I think reflects not just how creative Black and Decker were being when they wrote the script, but also how much they love these monsters. Yeah. I think there's a lot of love in this movie, and I think uh-huh. it's a perfect movie for Cadavercast. And that's why we recorded it last year, because we wanted it to be our first Halloween episode, because. I think it's a movie as much about loving monsters as our show is about loving monsters. Unfortunately, you know, that recording got messed up. Maybe we'll edit that recording and have it up just for patrons. Yeah. That'd be cool. Go back and revisit that. Mm -hmm. I may do that. Keep an eye out, patrons. Because you'll have a phone call podcast on your side. Yeah, it it basically it sounds like Al's on a phone the entire time. Like <laughs> yeah. I held a phone like on speakerphone up to the microphone. It sounds it doesn't sound great. Uh oh. but that's why it would be a Patreon bonus and not an official episode. Yeah. Well Maybe we should do that. Maybe yeah, on I've, the last episode. There's only the one, but yeah. Okay, let's move on yeah. and talk about the movie. And anything in it you want to talk about? Anything else that you want to say about it? Oh, there's one part that I think is great. Okay. The part where, like, they're just surrounded by, like, Dracula's wise, Dracula, and the Wolfman. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, the climax is amazing. The whole climax. Yeah. Well, what's the first monster to get taken out? The mummy. He got shot. With the arrow. Uh-huh. But it didn't get hurt because he's just wrapped in nothing. Okay, so he's wrapped up. They use the arrow. And what do they tie to the arrow? Part of his wrap. Yeah. And then, like, you see his leg just fading away. Yeah, because they tie his wrap to an arrow, shoot the arrow to the tree, and he's latched onto the jeep they're in. Mm-hmm. And as the jeep pulls away... He gets unwrapped. Yeah. And then they're at church. Mm-hmm. Oh, that- They show up to a church because they're going to perform the ceremony to try to stop Dracula inside the church, but something goes wrong. They say it might be haunted. No, no, it's not haunted. No, it's locked. It's locked, right? Yeah. It is locked. So, yeah, it's locked. They can't get in, so they have to perform the ceremony outside, right out in front of the Burger King. <laughs> Yeah, the Burger King. Yeah, Burger King and Pepsi are the two biggest sponsors. Of the movie. Yes. It's like introduces Pepsi and the Burger King before the movie starts. Mm. It says, go 
Oh, is that? In order of Pepsi. Yes. Yeah, a movie from 1987 says go to Pepsi.com. <laughs> and then it says... There was no Pepsi.com in 1987, you goofus. And then it says... <laughs> this is what happens. Kids are born in the internet age and everything has a dot .com. Yeah. And then... <laughs> And then they say, Burger King has delicious food. Go to Burger King. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, go more, now. <laughs> more information from Burger King. <laughs> and that's, yeah, that's the point of the movie. Then the Burger King comes out and kills Dracula. <laughs> right? And then Pepsi Man, like, rips the Gill Man in half. Yeah. I remember all this. This is canon. Okay, now stop talking about Burger King. You're the one who keeps talking about Pepsi and Burger King. I think that product placement really worked. <laughs> Pepsi and the Burger King. <laughs> yeah, so the next... They're by the church. They're still by the church. That's the part where the swearing words comes in. Yeah, there's quite a bit of swearing in those last scenes. Mm-hmm. Dracula swears at the little girl, at Phoebe. That's not nice. What does he say? Well, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it on the podcast, but he calls her a swear word. Woof. And she's like five, like you said, and it's crazy. He he swears at this little girl. This movie's intense in that way. But yeah. you got to have a kid who you know isn't going to repeat those words watching it. Because yeah. Alistair does not repeat the words. Other kids will repeat the words. If that's your kid, don't show them Monster Squad because there's a lot of bad stuff to repeat. Because Al knows if he repeats the words, then he doesn't get to watch any more cool monster movies. Yeah! Is there anything else you want to talk about? Well, we skipped over most of the movie and got right to the climax, and that's pretty normal. So, how do they defeat Dracula? They stab him with a wood in the heart. Yeah. Before he goes into the thing. What thing? The portal. Yeah, they open a portal to where? To a different dimension. Yeah, called limbo. It's like a space between dimensions where they'll be stuck forever. There's a part that's very funny. There's like a guy going in there and he stabs him with the heart and he gives the leader a thumbs up. Then he gives... Yeah, that's Van Helsing from the beginning. Uh Uh-huh, that's... Yeah, and there's a whole thing earlier on. They find Van Helsing's diary, and that's what they use to figure out how to stop Dracula, right? Mm-hmm. And that's the middle but of the movie that German. we skipped. But it's in German, so that's how they get a scary German guy to help them out. Yeah, and then she said, it's scary German guy. Yeah. So, yeah, Van Helsing comes out of the portal. He's been in limbo for a 100 years, grabs uh-huh. Dracula, and like Al says, gives him the old thumbs up. It's pretty silly, but it's very funny. Yeah. Oh, yeah, before it comes, like, the beginning is before the actual story. Yeah, the, it opens in the past with Van Helsing trying to do the same thing that the Monster Squad has to do. That's what's kind of funny about this movie. One of the things I like is that Van Helsing and his folk couldn't defeat Dracula. Van Helsing, a vampire hunter, could not defeat Dracula. Mm-hmm. But a group of kids could. <laughs> That's a very 80s movie thing to do. I like that. 
so you said we should talk about this, but we never talked about this. Those skeletons, dude. Oh, okay, <laughs> sure. Really scary looking. Yeah, they come oh, out of the ground also, in like, the the opening with Van Helsing. Van Helsing also tries to push one by his by the skeleton's shoulder, and he's like trying to get him, basically. Yeah, Dracula has skeletons come up out of the ground, like yeah. zombies or whatever. Yeah, they look like zombie skeletons. And yeah, they that's have pretty hair. Cool. Yeah, yeah, they they have some flesh on them still, so they're not fully uh-huh. skeleton. They're they've still got some chunks on them. So I guess they're zombies, not skeletons, but. But they're they very close. Ha- very close. Yeah, yeah, they are kind of like a zombie because they still have some skeletons sticking out. Oh, okay. So they do have hair and spots and stuff. So they are, yeah, they're zombies, I guess. Okay, so we got Dracula, Frankenstein monster, Wolfman, Gillman, Mummy, Brides of Dracula, zombies. Yeah. I miss anything? No. That's pretty so. good. That's a lot of different monsters in one movie. Yeah. Even zombies. Yeah. There are at the beginning. Yeah, they they don't come back, but even still, pretty no, cool. No, they're like, mop! They're like coming <laughs> out of the ground, yeah. <laughs> and, they're, and they're like, mop! Is that what a zombie sounds like? They're no. calling for their moms? <laughs> mop! <laughs> I'm hungry! <laughs> I've been trapped in the ground! <laughs> I want a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. <laughs> Ma! Then they eat the human. Oh, then instead it... of a PB&J sandwich? And they yeah. just figure it's close enough? After they kill two of them, they put peanut butter, jelly, put them together. Oh, a human <laughs> sandwich? <laughs> so, so a peanut butter and jelly sandwich using people instead of bread? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> well, I think that that covers the movie quite well in a very strange, very cadavercast kind of a way. Yeah, with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich, which we're gonna have for lunch today, by the way. Yeah, can we not talk about lunch? I know, I'm hungry. I'm hungry. We should get through the rest of these segments so we can get some lunch in us. But first, what do we got to do? Homework. Wrong what? show. What? 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 <laughs> Homework is monster stampede, you goofus. What's this one? Beastly best. That's right. Beastly best. What do we talk about in beastly best? The best monster moments. Yes, sir. And what is yours? What do you think is the coolest monster moment in this movie, Alistair? I like where the... The wolf man, like, blows up in the air. That's mine, too. I knew Bam! that it was... I knew we were both going to have the same one. Because that is so cool. Dynamite <laughs> yeah. in his pants. Shove him out a window. Kaboom. Kaboom! Dude! Amazing. It's cool. Yeah, so that takes care of Beastly Best. Oh, boy. Yeah, it does. It's time to get spooked. That's right. What's the spookiest monster moment in this for you, Alistair? Um, I think where the Dracula's bride, like, is unruly. Uh-huh. That's, that's and he really... has to And he has to stake her? Yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. pretty That's pretty unsettling. I'm with you. Mine would be either when the wolf man 
pops up for the first time when he's in the ambulance or when Sean's dad is confronting Dracula. He's shot Dracula out of the sky and Dracula is like in half bat form, like laying on the ground, writhing around in pain. And Sean's dad goes to like try to blow him up. And then the Wolfman mm-hmm. appears behind him. So either one of those two, the Wolfman kind of popping up, those are mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. One of those. I don't know which one. Probably the first appearance of the Wolfman, but when he shows up in the end and Sean's dad doesn't know he's there, that's pretty spooky, too. And then he turns around and his kid comes in. Yeah, and he hits the Wolfman with a baseball bat. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. And then that's when he blows up after he puts the bomb in his pants. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool, too. So, is there anything else? I guess that's it for our discussion of 1987's Monster Squad. You got anything else you want to say about it? Well, if you are looking for some more monster-related content to celebrate Halloween here, you can either go back into the CadaverCast archives. we got a couple episodes we put out this month. You can also, if you are a patron of Word Salad Productions, check out another show that I did called Cinemuck, which is a Word Salad Patreon-exclusive show. Both episodes, which will be up by this point, will be about monster movies. So there's some more monstery goodness for you. And that's at... Patreon.com slash Word Salad. Nailed it. And... Everything we bring in from our Patreon goes either towards upkeep to the show or into a savings account for Al's College Fund. While you're at it, this isn't a Patreon thing, but you should also check out Word Salad Radio. It's a new show here on Word Salad Productions that is a short-form, like, variety show. But check out for some other monstery goodness around the podcast world. Stories, fables, ghostly tales. Check out Heavy Metal Horror Cast, Nightmare Junkhead, Screaming Queens, and our good friend Hugh. Mm-hmm. Over at what show, Alistair? The Undead Wookiee. Yeah, you know that one. Yeah, my dad's also been on that podcast, too. Yeah. You should check that out, too. Yeah, definitely. I was on the Undead Wookiee talking with Hugh about Warlock, 1989's Warlock, another favorite of mine. Yeah, you told me it was a favorite. Yeah, it's a really good one. So that's it from us. If you want to follow us on social media, stay informed about what we're doing, you can check us out on Twitter. Follow us there at cadaver underscore cast. Find us on Facebook at cadavercast. That's one word. And send us an email if you would like at cadavercast at gmail.com. Alistair, anything to add? One little thing. That's right. (laughs) Oh, okay. Done. Why don't you sign us out, kiddo? You've been listening to CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm his dad, Jeff Burnham. Thanks for listening. And have a happy Halloween. We love you. I'm in the club, aren't I? Woo! <laughs>